Hello and welcome back to The Daily Thread. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, and I'm so sorry for everyone yesterday who um, generally gets this podcast through Apple Podcasts. I, by mistake, uploaded a six-second version, just the intro of this podcast. And it, it includes me, yes. I, 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 once you told me it's posted, I saw, whoa, it's uh, four seconds long. Oh, wow, that must be a quick, uh, I know. quick segment. And, and to be honest, I re-uploaded it, but it seems like Apple didn't upload didn't update so go ahead and listen to it on spotify you know or the meaningful minute app download the meaningful minute app and you can okay. listen to it listen to it there um or everywhere else google Podcasts, amazon wherever you get your podcasts just besides for apple i guess because they didn't it didn't work there um but it was a, it was right. a great episode yesterday and thank you for tuning in today to the daily thread okay so yeah obviously we discussed a lot yesterday about the sh- the seminary <laughs> The seminary stuff. Um, the seminary and boondoggle. We, yeah, and we got a lot of... It's a boondoggle. A lot of, you know what a boondoggle is? You want to look up boondoggle? Nissen? Yeah, Nissen, could you give look us up, the... Could, look up the word boondoggle. Could he speak into the mic for the for the definition? Yeah. Is that mic working over there? You hear me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Boondoggle. Yeah, I spell it? B-O-O-N. Boondoggle. D-O-G-G-L-E. Boondoggle. Yeah. Worker. Or activity that is wasteful or pointless. That is what wasteful or pointless. Or pointless. Is, is that what so, you were going for? Um. Um. What's the second definition? It's got to be more than one definition. I don't know if that's what you're going for, Abba. Boondoggle. Uh. Do, 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 do. Um. Waste money or time on unnecessary or questionable projects. There you go. Waste money and time. You know, waste money, people don't right. like to waste money. People don't like to waste money and waste their time. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what What was the feedback that you got? I didn't see any feedback because you guys don't share with me. <laughs> a lot of people um, resonated with it. We got a lot of letters of people who experienced a, and I quote, Tish above type day yesterday, which is uh, I, a I, literal. I was, very I was very uncomfortable with that parallel, that analogy. Well, that's ridiculous. I, it's not, it's not something. Get, it's yeah, not, first, first of all, yesterday you called the M. Kipper. Now you're on Tish above? I'm not the one who's making this up. This is stuff that a people tish are above saying. Kind of day. A Tish above I'm kind just, of day. All I know is supposedly girls were walking around school crying the whole day. Waiting to are hear you saying, their are answers. You, are you saying those girls, are you saying they weren't eating a whole day? Is that what you're saying? That's a different problem. They weren't eating a whole day. Like what do you Yom mean? Kippur yesterday. Yesterday it was Yom uh, Kippur. Today it was like Tisha B'av. The only thing those two have in common is that people don't eat on those days. Anyway, yeah. what? Tell me about your your seminary feedback. Were you still talking about that? No, I think we we exhausted that right now. Um, just really, there's got to be a better way. That's all I'm saying. And uh, we, we've spoken about this many times. Um, yeah, uh, that's we'll true. Let the, let the let the professionals hash it out and try to figure out if if they care about these girls, they're going to try to figure out a better way to do this because it seems like it's a little bit. OK, toxic. so let me uh, let me say that uh, today is the second day of Adar. OK, it's uh, my grandmother's yard site. Chaim Alka. Chaim Alka Berger's yard site today. Um, I said uh, I said Kaddish for her uh, this morning. Uh, and I, as the last night by Marev, and uh, as I will this afternoon by Mencha, she passed away 46 years ago. Wow. In, uh, in 1977. She was, I think, about uh, 86 years old. And um, she was, we were very close to her and uh, to my grandfather. Um, and, uh, I, you know, when I, I guess when I was a baby, she was already in her, uh, 
I don't know, in her 60s. And um, I just thought that, you know, she's a fixture in my life and that she'll always be there at that age. She's going to live forever. And then, start, and then she started getting older and then she passed away and it kind of like upset me, you know. I didn't know that, you know, I thought the world was supposed to be perfect, you know, and everything just, you get used to a certain daily um, structure or standard and it's supposed to remain the same. But then you begin to realize that it, it starts to uh, to shift as time goes was that, on. Anyway. Was that the first person in your life that passed away? Uh, no, no. My, my, my father's father uh, passed away in 1969. So I think that was the first Leviah I really, I really went to, and uh, but then my, this was 1970. Well, uh, Chaim Alka's, uh husband Aaron Aronberger, he passed away in 1975. He was 91, and um, just uh, for a familial uh, um, uh, context, his father uh, lived till 103. Believe it or not, his father oh, wow. died in 1957 in Europe at the age of 103, which was very unusual in those days. And uh, she was 86, I think, or 87. And um, I was just uh, talking to somebody this morning about, you know, uh, they had a difficult life. They, they, were, they were born in Europe. You know, they lived a young life in Europe. Uh, she was, um, I, I think she was one of 14 children. She was the baby in a, in a family of 14 children. And... Um, she came here. She got married. Uh, I don't know what age it was. And uh, she came here. Uh, her husband came here. My grandfather came here in 19, 1910, I believe. Believe it or not, 1910. So they had to have some kind of vision for the future. They didn't like what was going on in Europe. And then uh, he came here in 1910. In those days, you didn't walk across the border and get a $800 uh, cash card and a hotel stay in Midtown Manhattan uh, and three meals a day. And uh, all those type of accoutrements. In those days, uh, the working person in the family, in those days, it was pretty exclusively the men. Uh, I hope the earth doesn't shake when I say that. But um, he came here to establish himself financially. And then she came here two years later. And my mother was born here in the United States, you know. And wow. uh, my, and she had one brother, uh, my uncle, was also born here in the United States. And, and that's the family the history. Army. He joined the army in World War II, and he fought in the Battle of the Bulge on the really? beach in Normandy. Yep. Really? At the at the age of 18. Did he? At the age of he, 18. Uh, he was injured he in the war. That? Yeah, he just he passed away a couple of years ago, and he had a military funeral uh, out here in a military cemetery. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I went there, and uh, there was a full military uh, a, a salute with uh, honor guards and uh and uh, the flag uh, over the coffin and um, and uh, over the iron, they had a, an American flag and they folded it and they gave it to us. And uh, we mm -hmm. gave the flag to the Chabad rabbi uh, to have who lives, who was a Chabad rabbi near where he lived in Westchester County. Wow. But anyway, today's Chaim Alkaberg is uh, 46. Neshama, uh, Neshama, Neshama, Neshama Shem um, Unfortunate news to report this morning out of Monroe. Uh, from couple and a daughter, they perished in a house fire. Um, the was fire Monroe broke out. Curia, I thought it said Curia Joel. No, no, it was Monroe. Terrible oh, tragedy really? occurred when a fire broke out overnight uh, Wednesday in a home in Monroe, which was near near Curious Yell. Uh, the Monroe oh. Joint Fire District and oh. Police Department responded to a home on Highland Avenue in Monroe at 12.55 a.m. for a reported house fire. 
the firefighters and the police officers at the scene were informed that the family was believed to be inside, but they were unable to attempt a rescue due to the intensity of the flames. Wow. The Niftarim had been identified. Kalman Goldstein, Alvashalm, his wife, Sarah Alvashalm, and their daughter, Miriam Alvashalm. Leviah wow. is going to be at some point today, I imagine. It's a terrible, heart-wrenching story. Um, and then where I'm looking, there's a whole list of videos of the fire, which is kind of ridiculous, to be honest, because you're showing videos of people dying, which I think is crazy. And yeah, um, the fire starts. One of those buildings where it was like completely engulfed in flames. No, I think I it was. Uh, it. I, I think it was a. I think it was a house. First of all, you didn't see it. And you shouldn't see it. No one should really, you know, want to see something I like that. Burning, I, either... I can see a burning house. Yeah, but kind of, you, you kind of know that three Jews are killed in there. You know, you know, you know. I where's, was the to about where's the sensitivity? Where's the sensitivity? Where's the sensitivity? You know, uh, you're you're right about in terms of uh, showing uh, things that uh, you should have covered a mace, of course. That the, I think that's what you're referring to. But uh, this is not a uh, uniquely uh, Jewish thing. They weren't attacked because they were Jews. It was just a unfortunate, so? uh, unfortunate event in which. Uh, uh, three uh, uh, people that happened to be from Jews died, but you know it was a unfortunate, tragic, uh, natural event that I'm sure could have could some kind of uh, deficiency in the in the in the electricity or the construction. You know, someone has to investigate, but it just happens to be, uh, you know. But you have to sound differently when someone uh, when when there's. If you hope, hope you don't mind me saying this, of course, uh, but you have Perfect. to you have to be able to uh, differentiate when 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 people are uh, are shot uh, coming out of shul in uh, in Eretz Yisrael on Friday night, and when people die in a house fire. I'm not claiming to. I'm Why? not being. I'm not being because this because this they, they didn't die, you know, in the fire because they were Jews. They just happened to have been a fire in ah, a house. One second. The the issue that I have with showing terrorist attacks. It's it's about it's it's about human life being taken and you seeing that and I don't think videos should be passed around lightly of a human well, life being I, taken. I, I'm agreeing. I agree with you. I'm whether not, whether I, whether I'm it's an attack, about that. whether it's an attack or it's a natural disaster. Let me ask you I'm a question. Not, what do you have to show? No, no, you 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 are you are misunderstanding what I'm saying, and you're you trying say, to make an argument that you want to take a position in that I'm not even having with you. I think you are. I'm not even. I'm not even having this argument with you. You, you know, sure? I'm trying to. I'm trying to say that when Jews are attacked because they're Jews, is different than when, unfortunately, tragically, Jews die in a house fire. I know. And, okay. and why? Why are we discussing now? We discuss now because we are a, a Jewish uh, uh, radio program or a podcast with a far reach around the world, and uh, the population, uh, thankfully, uh, is grown. Baruch Hashem. Uh, uh, nobody has tried to um, uh, annihilate us like they did during World War II, where a third of the Jewish population was uh, eliminated. Uh, so Baruch Hashem, the population is growing. Uh, families uh, are growing, uh, you know, un unhindered Baruch Hashem, and uh, for the most part, uh, freely. Uh, and um, you have to, all I'm saying is that there's, a, 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 you can't have the same tone of voice uh, when there's a terrorist attack in Israel and when there's a, a house fire in, in upstate New York. I, I, and, and, and don't try to uh, maneuver me into being insensitive because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being insensitive. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. And right. I think the, a lot of the listeners are going to be able to 
uh, uh, li- listen, think for a second and, and distinguish one from the other. So uh, can I, I, I hear your position, and I just like, would like to say that I want to clarify my position. My position is that um, you know, I, have no, I, have no, I have no issue with, with a fire. You know, if, if we saw a video of a house on fire and no one was inside, you know, okay, a house burned down. But what, what the fact is that the reality is that three lives were taken and three lives were lost in that house. You're showing a video of a house where a, two, a couple and a, was a seventh-month-old was in the house and no firefighters were able to get there. You're showing an awful, awful scene, something that their family is going to have to see on websites, something Not, that they're – Yes. It's, it's, I don't think That's a different conversation passed. than the one I'm having with you. That's a different conversation. Um, I, 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 100% I agree with you. 150% I agree with what you're saying. But I'm just saying that there's a difference. Yes, in both circumstances, whether it's Neve Yaakov as an example in Eretz Yisrael a few weeks ago on Friday night, which now is in distant memory, where seven people were, were lost their life, uh, yeah. and, and a house fire last night in Monroe where people lost their life. Yes, there's, they have one thing in common. People lost their lives, and it's tragic. There's no debate about that. But yeah. when people are targeted by Arab terrorists because they're Jews, and when people um, die in a house fire, it's equally tragic, but the circumstances are far different. I don't think I can make it clearer than that. Do you understand what I'm saying down over there? Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you think? I, I don't think any pictures of a, a house on fire should be shown on, on social media. I don't think that's necessary. Being that there what are people about, inside. I think we, we, we have a a situation where something happened and we don't need more details. What, what, okay, uh, but you you know now I see why you don't want me looking at my phone while we're... <laughs> while we're talking because you're looking at your phone and, and and that's not what I was saying. I agree with you about that. I agree with both of you about that. Um, 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 I'm just saying that uh, I'll say it for the fourth time. It's a difference when people die in a house. No one's comparing that it. are Who Jewish and it? people that get picked off by a by a, 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 a AK-47 uh, a rapid shooting um, uh, rifle or machine gun uh, coming out of shore on Friday night. There's a difference. Okay. Listen, tragic. Th- 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 to be honest, the story here is tragic, and we say Baruch Dynamis. It's the story is not about uh, the news sites showing it. You know, it's an age-old issue, and it's not something that's that right. Should take I, the we, we're all in the, the news sites. We're all in agreement about the news sites not not showing it, and they shouldn't show it. You know, let's stick to Joe Biden walking up the steps of a plane and tripping. You know, well, yeah. Let's that's our you, next story. I mean, uh, what the, did you see that yesterday? Up? He is. He is jogging those steps and then he just falls no what no happened? no, if, no again no. he's walking he, not, not, he, he was walking normally then he I tripped know. and then after he tripped he wanted to show how spry and 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 versatile he is then he started jogging <laughs> when he, he didn't fool anybody the fact of the matter <laughs> the fact of the matter is it's not the first time he tripped on the stairs and listen i've tripped on stairs listen uh, uh, I'm not 80 years old, but when I when I walk down steps, I hold on to a banister. I'm not trying to show off anybody, you know, because uh, a lot of people get very seriously hurt. Uh, but what, why is it such a big at all ages? Why is it such a big story? Though I think I think like the Republicans love that he tripped going up the steps because oh, well, look, yeah, he's it's not a, fit. It, it, it's a it's a comment. It, listen, it's a comment about his being frail. Uh, and his age, and that's not a that's the, it's not a job for President of the United States 
and to face off with President Xi in China and Putin in Russia is not a job for a guy who uh, has to have milk and cookies in the afternoon and a long nap uh, every day. Why? And the transportation, I don't, I don't let's and be the, real. What's... And the transportation portfolio where there's a toxic chemical fire because a train derailed in East Palestine, uh, uh, Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, is not a job for a guy who told the reporter when she confronted him last night that he's on his personal time now. You know, Pete Buttigieg, he wants to be pre- he wants to be president of the United States. Imagine yeah. President of the United States say, you know, uh, North Korea fire, uh, fired a rocket and Russia and China are attacking. Yeah, but I'm off today. Don't you know I'm off today? Don't you know it's Washington's, it's uh, President's Day and I'm off? Talk to me on Tuesday about the war. Now that you mentioned the East Palestine, East Palestine, the mayor of East Palestine uh, went on Fox News and he said it's a huge slap in the face that Biden visit, visited oh. Ukraine. Why'd you say, why'd you say and, huge? Because he's such a big guy. He's a big guy, the mayor of East Palestine. He is a big guy. That's true. <laughs> um, so that's why you were thinking. That's why you said huge. Why did you see the word no, huge? I said huge. Because <laughs> I didn't mind even looking at him. It's because he, he felt it was a big slap in the face that Biden went to Ukraine instead of going to East Palestine, Ohio, which is in America. It's in America. And you said that they're handing out $1,000 vouchers to the people right. of East Palestine. They right. gave hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. Why is he not taking care of the people in America? Two things. You know, we, have to get to the, we have to get to the bottom of why they call it Palestine and not Palestine. We got to get to the bottom of this. I don't, I don't are, get it. Do we know that's if that's even one. like fact? No, everyone who everyone who mentions it says East Palestine, uh, including the mayor, except for Tucker Carlson. He says Palestine. Because it's spelled Palestine, and it should be pronounced Palestine. And uh, I don't know why they change it to Palestine. It reminds me of uh, the joke where we said a couple of weeks ago that uh, they're blaming the crashing of the Titanic uh, on the Jews because it was hit by an iceberg. Because <laughs> uh, iceberg sounds like Goldberg. Iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> if it ends in a burg, even if even if it's a big clunk of ice, it has to have to have something to do with the Jews. <laughs> I want to. Wanna... This huge I wanna... guy. I mean, this huge mayor. I mean, this huge mistake. I mean, this very big guy. This mayor in East Palestine. Oh, Donald Trump was there yesterday. Did you see that? He went to East Palestine. He was there yesterday. He bought lunch. He bought lunch at McDonald's for the entire police department and the fire department. You saw the police department like they they're trying to convince everybody that the water is safe, right? So the police I, department. I, I like, see it. I see it bubbling. It's bubbling on its own. I don't the, know. The, the police I, department. <laughs> the police department like poured themselves cups of water and they said, "Look, it's safe," and they drank the water. It's like, yeah, uh, that's not gonna. That's. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know where they're finding these people. They're finding people that uh, have rashes. Uh, that. Uh, uh, one guy said on the news he's coughing up blood. You know, that can be completely unrelated, though. You know, yeah, he people still have health problems. You think there's an urgent care in East Palestine? You think maybe we should go do our show from like one of these rural places? I don't know. I don't know what exists to be honest outside of where we live. I don't know if there is urgent I mean, care. Have, and... have, have you left your house in the last four days? I have. Yes. <laughs> Besides going to shul in the morning. I have, yes. Okay, so that's a, that's enough about me, though. Um, yes, enough about you. Our next sure story is: I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people have heard 
Um, or maybe they haven't. We spoke yes- the other day about the GDL, right? We spoke about the Game Defense League. Right, the Game Defense League. And to be honest, GDL, yes. I didn't know much about it. I thought it was a joke until a video yeah. surfaced just yesterday about the GD- of the GDL in Orlando, Florida, saying things that we cannot say on this program. We cannot show the video on this program because the whole thing will be censored out. But right. pretty much, uh, I- I'll-, I'll say, you know, I'll try to sift through the expletives and the things they said. Some of the things they said, like when there were Jews passing by in their cars, uh, they would say, oh, Finkelstein, Finkelstein, you have bad genes, Tay-Sachs, disgusting, disgusting things like that. Um, and that's on, and that's, that's the least of what they said. And these people are walking around in Orlando, and there's, not oh. more, there's more than one of them. And, and it's just – it blows my mind. It blows my mind that these people are not behind bars. For incitement well, first of violence. All, first of all, they're they're exploiting the First Amendment, which calls for free speech. If you notice, the car with a uh, a member of the shul, a guy with a yarmulke on and a beard, driving out, no. and the, one guy says to the other, "Don't touch his car! Don't touch his car!" Because once you touch the car, and you damage the car. You could commit a crime. You can call the police. You could have you taken in. You know, they're very strict about free speech. And this Saturday, shop is February twenty fifth. Is what. I don't know about uh, GDL. We just discovered that by accident a few days ago. But they're yeah. having an, uh, they're calling for a day of hate against against Jews. And uh, I've seen uh, I don't want, I don't want to give them too much publicity, but I've seen emails from schools that are preparing for it. And the police department out here in Long Island is prepared, and I'm sure the New York City Police Department is prepared uh, prepared for it and going to deal with it uh, uh, effectively. That's terrible. I mean, that's that's just like. That's really, really terrible. A, a weekend of hate against the Jews. And, you know, about the, the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, you know, does freedom of speech mean freedom of consequence, though? You could say whatever you want. You, of course you can. You could say whatever you want, but there should be consequences for saying certain things. That doesn't infringe on the freedom to say it. Well, the old uh, example is, of course, uh, if it's free speech, can you scream fire in a crowded theater? You know, And you can't. You're exercising free speech while well, you're endangering people. You know, and you don't you don't think that you don't think that these people, the GDL, are endangering people. You know, in Israel, the law is is a there's a is a, a crime you commit that's called incitement. If you say something that uh, could uh, create a could potentially create a situation that's dangerous, you could be arrested for that. You don't have that here. Really? You don't have, look at ha- ex- look what happened this summer in 2020. Cities were burnt down. Well, I mean, real physical the, damage. People were killed. Damage was done, and nobody was nobody nobody was held accountable. Well, what's the law when it comes to screaming bomb in an airport? You can't do that. But what are you getting prosecuted under? I don't know. I think you're probably just getting uh, probably detained, probably thrown out of the airport, probably going on a no fly list, maybe, but not much. No real crime. I'm afraid not. I mean, you know, you have to look at, you have to speak to a lawyer and 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 look at both sides of the equation. Do you, do you want to be able to arrest it for things that you say? That uh, that could be the beginning of the end of America, which is uh, people in the Biden administration are pushing in that direction anyway. Listen, it's infuriating anyway, to see that video, but yeah. I talked to you about uh, Mike Pence. I saw Mike Pence last night. I had dinner yeah. with Mike Pence. Me and Your dinner with Mike Pence. People. Me and yeah. 150 other people. He, his book. He 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 signed the book for us. There it is. Psh, Mike there you Pence go. Signature. There it a is. A little higher. A little higher. Yeah. There we go. Okay. 
that looks like a good signature, a good strong signature, something a president of the United States would be able to do. The name of the book is uh, So Help Me God. And Mike Pence, he talked about a lot of things last night, but he talked about the call that he got from President Trump when Trump wanted him to be his running mate uh, for the presidency. And, of course, he had uh, conflict with Trump over January 6th which I'm not yeah. going to go into. But he says that a lot of he's always been very pro-Israel, and he believes that Judea and Samaria and East Jerusalem are part of the biblical land of Israel and belongs to the Jewish people, not from the Holocaust, but from the beginning of time, from the time that God created uh, created the world. And he says he's always voted very pro-Israel because before, before he was vice president, he was governor of Indiana, and before he was governor of Indiana, he was a member of Congress, uh, from Indiana, and he always took very pro-Israel votes. He says even some Democrats, because he voted in Israel's favor all the time. So he, even some Democrats used to ask him in the hallways of Congress, said to him, uh, let me ask you something, Mike. Uh, how many Jews live in your district in Indiana that you're voting so pro-Israel? He goes, well, there are Jews there, not too many. I mean, mm. they couldn't understand why he's voting so pro-Israel. Then the next question he says always was, by the way, what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> They, they want. They thought maybe they couldn't figure out why this guy's always voting so pro-Israel. So they thought he might and then be talked Jewish. about. Now, just one more quick story because I know you want to. We have to speak about uh, Pasha's Truma, and then we uh, can uh, lock it up. Uh, but he said he talked about, of course, moving the embassy, which he says that he played a big part in moving the U.S. Right. embassy from Tel Aviv uh, to Jerusalem. He said Trump called him and said, "I, I want to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem," which is on. Uh, in uh, part of the law in the United States. So Pence said to Trump, uh, okay, uh, do you want me to call the State Department? Because they said it would take 10 years and cost a billion dollars to move the embassy. He says, no, don't call the State Department. Speak to David Friedman. He knows real estate. Mm -hmm. Ask him what he thinks we should do. So Pence says he called Friedman up and said the president says to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And... Um, Friedman said to Pence, do you want me to call the State Department and get the get it in the works, to the move in the works? The president said, no, just make it happen. So mm -hmm. it took like four months, and it was $700,000, and they moved the embassy to a property that still exists today uh, in a different part of Jerusalem that used to be a consulate. And the embassy is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trump knew how to get things done, whether it's yeah. ordering uh, lunch for McDonald's uh, uh, for the fire department and the police department in East Palestine. And if you see the video of him in, in McDonald's, he says he doesn't have to look at the menu. He knows the menu very well. He knows the menu oh, yeah. by heart. He loves McDonald's. So, uh, so uh, that much, uh, that much for that. So that was a very interesting um, evening. Before we get to Parshish Truma and wrap up this episode, uh, someone on our daily thread phone sent us last night a picture. Um, and this is a billboard that is, right off of uh, the Prospect Expressway, right outside the Battery Tunnel. And it's a picture, and I'll put the picture on the screen. It's a billboard, a big billboard of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It says, let's welcome Mashiach with more goodness and kindness. Lubavitcher Rebbe, Menachem Mendel Schneerson, 1-855-770-KIND, Lubavitch Women's Organization. And it's a big billboard. So I'm very, very happy to see that, you know, promoting uh, Mashiach and Yiddishkeit to you know, the world everywhere, you know, in, in Manhattan, you know, so that is, that is, that is clearing the path for us and getting our Super Bowl commercial, God willing. Okay. Do you think you have to step in the direction of a Super Bowl commercial? I think that we might have to lower our, our, maybe we should go for well, billboards well, in Times Square what, first. 
what's the what's the reaction been to the Super Bowl commercial? People love the year. idea. People love the idea. So it might be a waste of money though. Seven million dollars. You you're reaching hundreds of millions of people. I know, but still, like after the Super Bowl, then what? You just spent seven million dollars. With seven million dollars, you. What can... if we do? What if we do a Super Bowl commercial about? I don't know. Let's say the power of a mezuzah on the doorway of a home. If you're Jewish, that's all. And let's say as a result of that commercial, ten thousand people call a phone number and say they want a mezuzah put up on their door. Was is it was it worth the uh, the seven million dollars? That's actually a great. It's actually a great. It's a great question. It's a great idea. It's a, it's a good idea because it doesn't involve any um, philosophical differences or 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 minhagim or, or shitas or do it this way or do it that way. You can't argue. You can't argue with mezuzah for men and women. You, if I said tefillin, you'll say, "Oh, well, it's only for men." Uh, so I, I say, you know, we have to craft a a thirty second or a sixty second commercial, uh, negotiate our best price with whoever's carrying the Super Bowl next year. And I don't know which Jadega store is going to get the business. That's what you're worried about? You're thinking about the money again? Let's, let's, let's get the commercial done first. I think uh, it just popped into my head. I didn't even think about it until you saw you, you brought it up. I think mezuzah is generic. Um, it applies to everyone, men, women, and children. Um, your home, your business, your office, you know, wherever you go, wherever you live, whatever you do. And um, let's find out who's carrying the Super Bowl. Um, um, I, I deal with a few ad agencies. I could I could delegate it to them hmm. and have them enter negotiations with, let's say, I don't know who's carrying next year, but it was Fox this year. Maybe it's ABC or CBS or NBC next year. Maybe ESPN. I don't know who's carrying it, but I'm sure you could find out easy enough. Did you Google who's carrying Super Bowl next year? Fox again next year? Fox every year? Really? It was Fox this past year. Yeah. So we don't know, but, but that's a, that's a, that's a small part of it. Anyway, let me just say about uh, Prashas Truma, which we're going to read on, on Shabbos in, in Shul. You know, it's about building the Mishkan. It really, after Prashas Yisra and Mishpatim, we really go into a whole different direction. And um, the fact of the matter is, Prashas Truma is all about fundraising. You have to raise money to build the Mishkan. It was the greatest fundraiser in the history of the Jewish people and probably could be the most successful fundraiser. You know, Hashem told Moshe to tell B'nai Yisrael to donate gold and silver and copper. They needed all kinds of things uh, in order to make the the, uh, the, the Mishkan and the uh, um, and the equipment uh, related, the vessels uh, related to uh, doing the divine service in the Mishkan. Uh, and uh, it was, a, it was a, such a great fundraiser that at some point Moshe Rabbeinu had to tell B'nai Yisrael, please stop giving. You're giving too much. We have too much. It was too much gold. Stop. Have you ever heard of a fundraiser for any organization or any yeshiva dinner where they have to send out an email? Please stop giving us so much money. No, but that would be great. Oh, it happened once. It happened once, uh, you know, uh, uh, about 2,500 years ago. But uh, uh, or, but that's about that, that's about it. Um, so, I mean... Uh, that's, that's what giving is about. It says in the very beginning of the Pasha, uh, what are you supposed to give? It says you give with whatever's in your heart. You could give whatever a, a rich person could give 
as much as he wants. A poor person can give as much as he can afford. The only thing everybody had to give equally was the half a shekel, the silver maxis a shekel. But other than that, yeah. you could donate what your heart desired. And that's how that's, people yeah. donate. People donate what their heart desires pretty much. And the, uh, But uh, we have to be able to get to the point where people are donating too much. We have to beg them to mm, stop. Absolutely. There's also an amazing organization that that make sure that people are donating every single day to DACA, daily giving. Um, right. Meaningful Minutes, one of the beneficiary organizations of that. So you should really head to dailygiving.org. Check it out. $1 a day. $1 a day goes to, to DACA. They distribute it to a different organization every single day. And 100% of every single dollar that's given goes. They raise that's their fantastic. advertising budget. They raise everything else. 100% of your dollar goes to DACA. And that is our episode, and that is this week should, of the uh, Daily you should, Thread. You should mention about uh, the, our ads on daily on the Daily Thread. If you'd like to advertise on the Daily Thread, which is seen by millions and millions and trillions of people all over the world, go, go ahead and call 516-668-5853 or email us at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org for special introductory rates. And we will see you next week here on the Daily Thread.